for the moment that you've all been waiting for. From the land of the rising sun to just north of the border, strong style meets street style right here on this podcast. Because you're listening to the Osaka Saint, the Saitama Superstar, the Mad Titan of Tokyo, the American Kaiju. And double your pleasure, double your fun, because right now you get two Hogsmen for the price of one. He's the hombre with no nombre. Mi hermano from another mamo. He's the world's greatest Rudo. El numero uno. That's right. You're listening to two of the three Hogsmen. Big Duke. He couldn't make it this week. Uh, He said he's going to try and make it next week. But it is October 20th. It's a Tuesday night. You're listening to the Hogsmen, the American Kaiju, Devin Sparks, El Numero Uno, Mike Camden. We're coming live, not live, recorded. <laughs> recorded. Casa de Camden. In Technicolor. What's going on, uh, Sparks? What's going on in your world? Well, uh, October 31st. Yes. You were wrestling solo that day, unfortunately. We had it planned out. I was supposed to be wrestling on that day. Will not be able to appear. Let me guess. You have a kid. You got to take him trick-or-treating. I can't confirm or deny those rumors. (laughs) I can just tell you that when my wife found out, she may have pointed out something to that extent. You say, listen here, woman. I did say that. There's this little thing called COVID going around, and we're not... Halloween's canceled this year, according to uh, the government, right? They, That's they true. Tried, they tried canceling uh, Halloween this year. That, did they really? Yeah, they put out a thing saying, like, oh, you, like, uh, I think it was mostly in L.A. They were like, hey, Uh-oh. we're not going to uh, be, like, there's not going to be, like, trick-or-treating. And they got a huge blowback. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of a stupid idea. And then... Um, I mean, everyone's wearing a mask. I don't know. L- L- and then the government, the, you know, L.A. was like, okay, let's, uh, w- w- I'm sorry, that was a joke. We didn't mean to say that. Gavin Newsom was like, never mind. <laughs> Uh, no, who's their who's their mayor up there? He's been, he he's got a lot of heat. Oh, really? People of LA. I can't remember what his With name the is. The boys though. in the back. But yeah, uh, Halloween man. So, anyways, I will be at Canna Pro Wrestling on Halloween night, October thirty first. I will yep. be involved in a gauntlet match. Uh, also involved in that match is going to be uh, going to be Hunter Freeman. I believe he's in it. Uh, Stiff that fucker for me. Jordan Cruz will be in it. Stiff him. Oh no, Hunter's not gonna be. Hunter's Hunter's working uh, Damian six 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 that night. That's right. Good for him. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good uh, good experience. Okay, here we go. It looks like it's gonna be uh, Jordan Cruz, mm-hmm. Jesse James, uh, Matt Shaw, also known as Sweet Robin Shaw. Sorry, I just blew that gimmick. <laughs> Myself, and then there is a mystery. Entrant. Now there's going to be two mysteries. Now there's going to be. I wonder if there's going to be two mysteries. There might be. But anyways, that is uh, October 31st. That's Halloween night. And then also they just uh, announced this. It's the main event is going to be Psycho Clown versus Mecha Wolf. Nice, nice. Yeah. If those two could ever team up together, that'd be quite a show. That'd be great. Um, Night before though, I will be there for that. Yes, we'll be there for that. This is one of those. We talked about this. uh, Oh, that's for the Level Up Showcase. Level Up Showcase back. Lot boogie, that's like, what you're gonna be doing. Yeah, that will be doing that. We will be kicking some ass that night. That um, will be the hogs plus one. Yes, Andy Brown. Yes, uh, going up against uh, B Boy, Adrian Quest, and Hunter, Hunter Freeman. Also, just announced uh, for this show, 
the Level Up show, there's a new match. A gentleman named Darren Troy Fable against a mystery opponent. And it looks like it's Darren Troy Fable's Down to Fight Open Challenge. Oh, nice. Okay. I didn't know who this was. And now that you say it, I do know who it is. You do? Yes. I'm not sure who that is. But hey, man, I'm looking forward to it. You don't know who seeing. it is? Maybe I do. I just have, I haven't. Say the name again. <laughs> Darren Troy Fable. What are those initials? DTF. You don't That's know anyone who's name. been talking about that in the last year or so? DTF? You ever been to promo class ever? Not once? I don't think so. Okay. Anyway. Oh! Yeah. This is him? I would imagine. I mean, been talking about it for a while. He's got a DTF okay. challenge. Oh! Probably be on the mic. Hmm. All right. Good, good for him. We got, some, we got a few debuts, I guess. We'll see. I'm probably wrong, but... <laughs> DTF. It's hilarious. <laughs> but anyways, that's coming up at the end of this month. So be there or be square. And also, hey, I, I, I saw this. Uh, so one of our listeners, SoCal Gabe, you're uh, our number one listener. We appreciate you uh, being a supporter of the show. Hogscast Hall of Fame. You tweeted uh, something about the show, about the Canna Pro show. And uh, let me find it real quick. You wrote, uh, October 31st, Canna Pro is holding a show with a really great card that I really want to see. I don't use cannabis, though. Should <laughs> I avoid this show or go? <laughs> Not trying to get caught in a smoke cloud, but I do want to see some wrestling. And so I saw that, and I was like, I wrote back, go, you'll be fine. It's an outdoor event. Now, I understand the name of the, of the promotion is Canna Pro Wrestling. It has weed sponsors and all that kind of stuff. But they there's nobody there just openly smoking pot, like... In the area, am I correct on that? Uh, the dev. I mean, we had that one show. Yeah, where like the place was like in an enclosed, and it was really. That bad. was like I think it was built for that though. Yeah. Um. This is I, I think it's a Halloween. I mean, it's a Halloween show. I think kids are probably going to be in attendance. There's a carnival earlier in the day, is there not? I have no idea about. I that. I think if you look at this card, it shows that there's a carnival earlier in the day. So I think there's going to be lots of kids around. I would imagine. And I'm, I'm, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. I don't know. I would imagine. No, I, I have no fine. idea about the carnival part. So I, I would. You might be making that one up. I'm gonna look it up. Now. You might be making that. I am carnival. No, on the I I saw the thing. It says carnival starts like two thirty, show oh, starts at seven thirty or something. Really? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Know, I do know what he's talking about. I don't know if that was that show specifically, but it had to have been because I'm gonna be up in that jumpy house. <laughs> uh, anyways, backflips, moonsaults. Gabe, um, the show will be fine to attend. Don't worry about it. Go say what up fine. to the hog, uh, not the hogs. Go say what up to the hog. Go the night before, too, and say hi to the hogs. That'll be good for you. Yeah. Meet not producer Adam. He's a good guy. Anyways, what's going on, Dev? How was your weekend? Uh, it was good. I uh, went to Bates Nut Farm. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and uh, my daughter likes that. We got her some pumpkins, did uh, some Halloween-ish stuff. She watched some Halloween cartoons. And she is pumped for Halloween. <laughs> That's good. What's, yeah. she gonna, what, what, what's the, the kiddo dressing up as? She will not tell me. She changes her mind every fucking day. That's what kids do, man. So uh, we're, the most recent one that I've got is that she's going to be Vanellope from the movie Wreck-It Ralph and that I'm supposed to be Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, uh, the Sarah Silverman character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, man. You're yeah. going to be Ralph? I think so. I, I, I got to get on the gas. You better put some weight on between, the gas between here and Halloween, kid. I'm trying, dude. I'm trying. Because you ain't wrecking shit right now. No, that's right. I'm not wrecking anything. I apologize. 
<laughs> uh, that's cool, man. You? What'd you do? I don't think I, I don't have any, I don't think I did anything really. How's your leg? It's getting better. And actually I'm, I'm happy to say that, uh, last week I actually met up with my boxing instructor and, uh, I was punched able to, your leg. No, no, no. I was able to, uh, get my, uh, my boxing workout in and it felt fine. You know, we kind of eased into it and then started to get, I got going on it and I was like, yeah, I feel good, man. So that's a plus. There will be no surprise, uh, Return <laughs> from Mike Camden from an injury. <laughs> there you go. It, you know, I, I, I'm fine. I think I'll be uh, good to go for the show. And I think I'm actually trying to get into back into the ring this week and just nice. take it easy and see what's going on, man. Nice. If my my test goes through before then, I will be there this week as well. Your COVID test. My COVID test. Yes. Um, what was going to say? Oh, good news. Uh, fuck all Dennis again. If yep. you remember this conversation we had recently. They're all human pieces of shit. Probably will burn in hell at some point in the career of their soul, whatever. Right. Um, I have to go back to the dentist on Thursday. And the tooth that they fixed with the crown and whatnot, I'm supposed to get a permanent on there. Starting to hurt. Sweet. Starting to hurt. Sweet. So it, when I talked to them last time, they said, well, if it hurts at all, you might have to get a root canal. So I'm looking forward to probably a root canal on Thursday instead of just a crown. Sick. So fuck all Dennis, and uh, if you know one or married to one or are one, you know you probably a piece of shit too. All right, and that was the uh, that was brought to you by Sensodyne. <laughs> <laughs> NPA, what's new with you? Nothing. I'm just working during the day, and you can't really do shit right now. Everything's still pretty much closed. You, know, uh. you can go out to eat and shit, but yeah, yeah you just went to dinner. I did. I went to a place called the Presley. Anybody who lives in San Diego, it is located in Liberty Station. Awesome place. It's 90% outdoor seating. Liberty so Station no is fucking cool, man. It is a cool, man. It's a cool setup over there. And I think, uh, I think it's this Presley place is going to be, is going to do very well. So even with so it's COVID new time. Yeah. They just opened, they opened during COVID. Oh, fuck. But the thing is, it's an outdoor place. Okay. So oh, they nice. They don't have all those plexiglass separators, and you don't look like you're playing hockey uh, while you're eating, you know, with all this <laughs> That's kind of cool, though. So, yeah, man, it's a great place, outdoor. Uh, we have uh, friends that opened it, own it, whatever. Huh. Oh, you yeah. you know the people that opened it? Yeah. Wow. The show is brought to you by Presley. <laughs> Down in Liberty Station. Tell them the hog sent you. Tell them the hog sent you for a discount that they may or may not present to you. Actually, if anybody does go there, I want you to ask for a gentleman named Bryant and say, hey, I heard about this place on the Hogsman podcast. And uh, maybe you'll get something out of it. I don't know. but Should I take my wife there? Yeah. Should I go this week? Do whatever you want, man. Is it that good? It's a great place. I mean, they're Uh, a sponsor of the show now, so... It's good food, man. It's outdoor seating. It's it's a nice uh, atmosphere during this COVID time. So, do they serve any uh, pub beer from? They Temporal? do cheap pub beer. They cheap, do cheap pub beer. What's up? They do. That's nice. That's nice. It I is a it is a beer that they serve there. Wow, what a great fucking segue that was. Ten Barrel Brewing, cheap fun beer, pub beer. What's up? What's up? Uh, what else is going on? Um, oh man, so remember we talked about last week? Uh, the collective happened. And I was like, hey, did anything actually, like, anything come out of that? A lot a of shit came of days, out of that. It certainly did. A lot of stuff came out of that. First, uh, they had a few uh, a few positive tests come out of it for oh, COVID. Oh, they did? Oh, I missed this shit. Okay. Yeah, they did. Uh, a few people said that they 
tested positive afterwards and then a whole bunch of people got tested and so that seemed like it was a, a kind of a little bit of a scare. A bunch of people had to cancel bookings the Wait, following week because they came across. I think the wrestler name is Dan the Dad. Dan, oh, that's the biggest name out of there. Well, Dan the Dad, yeah. uh, I think I believe had a positive test. Uh, oh. Tony uh, Deppin posted on uh, Twitter that he had a positive test. He's actually showing symptoms. He's talking about how he can't taste things right yeah. now. I saw him post something the other day about it. Um, I'm not sure exactly who else got a positive test, but I know a lot of people had to cancel bookings because they didn't get uh, their test results back in time. So they didn't want to risk going to another show and, and, and spreading. I think Heather had to cancel a booking because of it. Really? She probably had to she, I don't I don't, I'll double check, but I know that she was there. And I think everyone that was there was just being cautious, obviously, because they probably were around this guy. A lot of people at some point got tested and then they had bookings for the following weekend, uh. but they didn't get the test results back in time. So they canceled the bookings because they weren't sure if they were positive or negative. So no matter what, people lost work. And then there are people who tested negative but still wanted to be safe. So they just said they were going to quarantine for two weeks. So we talked about this. We said, what kind of companies are going to run shows during COVID? Mm -hmm. And I said, companies are going to make you test for it. And you said the shitty companies, like the shindies, are going to be able to run. No questions asked, right? Those guys are going to be the ones. So now we're seeing an interesting that the collective, right? They had people test for it, get it in advance. And also we've got some shows coming up where you have to test for those shows as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that is going to be... Maybe not standard, but close. It to should be for now. Anyway, it should be something standard. that if you're going to run shows, you should do it. Like, but for instance, guy like Moxley, who was on the same set of shows, right. he did an interview today where he said he basically stayed in a different hotel than everybody else. And he only really came in contact with like Barnett one, one guy, yeah. and the guy he wrestled on the Bloodsport show. Who well, he that? was a surprise. Uh, entry no, he, they, no they, he, he, yeah. he, he had been booked for that weekend before oh. for the mania weekend, but then oh. they canceled it. So he would, did a good thing and actually took now, the did, Was he advertised for this one? Yeah. For the Bloodsport. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Thought, I thought for some reason he was not advertised. Uh, yeah. So that, that came out of there. Um, another thing was uh, there was a big controversy with Logan Stunt. Yeah, a female. How did I miss all this shit? I guess you don't go on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. You're not a social media guy. It's all on social media. Okay. But anyways, Logan Stunt is Marco Stunt's younger brother. Apparently, some, some uh, unwanted touching happened what? with a female gear maker that was at the show. So she, I, don't, I can't remember her name. She alle alleges that uh, Logan Stunt touched her inappropriately out in the parking lot mm. while she was like having a smoke or something. Uh, so that 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 went on the uh, the Twitter, and then. So he he he's got that. I haven't seen a response from him. And but what what she did provide a text message that he hit her up like the next day, saying like, you know, kind of like, hey, sorry about what happened last night or yesterday or whatever. And uh, and so there is something happened. Something happened. I don't I don't know. You know, she alleges that he she uh, that he touched her inappropriately. So, yeah, man. And then. And then, Devin, it gets even deeper. What now? Uh, flying Brian Pillman Jr. Why? Nothing bad, right? Well, apparently he hit up the girl that made these allegations. And I, I so she released the text messages or the DMs or the message messages between them. He was kind of like asking her like, hey, 
you know, what exactly happened, um, blah, blah, blah. And then at one point said like, well, you know, you could ruin his career or this could ruin his career. So anyways, that got, I, I, I you know, I read the, t- the, the, the little exchange they had back and forth and it seemed like he was trying to figure out what was, ha- what was going on. Right. And then when he brought up the, Hey, this could ruin his career. Uh, people aren't too happy with, uh, Pillman Jr. for saying that. Well, what's kind of shitty is like with, with all this stuff happening and you know, it's good that it's out in the open, like get, get these people out of the business. If they're doing this shit, get them out. Um, but it is one of those things where you do need, I, I, I haven't read it, but I could see a world where you're clarifying, like, make sure you're right about this. Like not, not questioning them. Like, Hey, like, dude, don't say any, don't publish this shit. Cause it's like, I, maybe that's what he said, but like, don't publish this cause it could fuck up his career. But like, Hey, just make sure, you know, everything you're saying is on the up and up mm-hmm. if you're going to release that stuff, because this will damage it. So like, you know, make sure that it's, it's not a retaliation for, you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and that's a kind of a fucked up thing to say too, I guess. But, um, well, but, but I think that there's something to it. Like, you know, people all the time and you hear this from you see this in movies i can recall like shitty 80s movies where like you know it's a kid on a football team and he did something to a chick or something he's mm. like this could fuck up my scholarship and yeah the chick's like, i won't say anything <laughs> something like that yeah hopefully it's not a situation like that hopefully it's something where it's just like hey you know if this happened just make sure you're right about all the details because it's gonna fuck you know yeah and you know that this is it's a serious allegation. It is. It's a serious allegation, yeah. and uh, you know, I, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying like making a false accusation is, is to me almost equally as bad. But it doesn't sound like this is a false false accusation because there was a there was that he, you know a text message him apologizing right, yeah. for how he acted. So it doesn't sound like there was any, you know, it sounds like she something did happen that, uh, you know, he, he realized later it might not have been the best idea. God. But, you know, there there, there is that, you know, this is a world we live in that there has been fa- false accusations. Yeah. Though. I mean, ask that Duke, La- Duke lacrosse team. Do you remember that? No. Do you remember that, Adam? Not really. All right. So this is 10 years ago. Uh, the Duke lacrosse team got uh, uh, accused of like a uh, almost like a rape, like a, a, a I'm not, not like almost, a gang rape, like a gang. Rape. Okay, I remember this. Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you remember what happened out of no, it? No, I don't remember what happened. I remember the accusation. It was false. Turned out to be false, and in, in, in the very end, it ended up being false. And guess what happened to those Duke kids? Their lives are ruined. Their lives are still ruined. Um. So yeah, man. I don't know. It's 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 a shitty situation. I think I would hope that in today's day and age, like the false accusations have gone, you know, to the wayside just because there's so many ways of proving it now. Right? Quick snapshot on your phone. Boop. Up. Up. I have the proof that you said, you know, that I didn't do it or whatever. I would hope that false accusations are pretty much dead. Who who because there's so many there's so many ways of capturing information, whether it's recording a call or you know, screenshotting a text or a DM or whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, we'll say, I was going to say something. I can't remember what I was going to say now. Shitty. No, no. <laughs> the fallout from the collective was shitty. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, 
those were two big things that came out of it, right? The uh, the Logan stunt thing, and actually, you know, okay, that's what I was gonna say. So I I was at training Thursday night, right? Yeah, I was helping out with the the kids, and I basically told them like, "Yo, guys," because a couple of them like twenty one year old kids mm-hmm. that just got into the business, you know, they haven't even debuted yet. The, and I'm just like, guys, treat this like a, a legit business. When you go to shows, you punch in, act like there's an a- HR, you know, in the room. Act like there's act like you're at any job, you know, and 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 act accordingly. When you get to the show, you're basically punching in. Right. And then when you leave, you're punching out, but still act appropriately. You know, act appropriately the whole time, man. So crazy, man. Crazy world. I can't. I'm trying to think, man. <clears throat> it's so weird that some of these people do this stuff. I, I can't remember a show that I went to where I, where I wasn't trying to make a good impression. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, even if you've wrestled there 10 times, you're like, okay, well, I know the locker room now, and I know the promoter, and everything's good. You know, I'm getting a good payday my merch is selling like you're still like i want to keep that status quo like i don't want to do anything to ruin that yeah so it's weird that you have stuff like this happening still i don't know yeah man it's nuts but and and, and i was telling the kids i'm like this is nothing that probably hasn't been going on for a very long time right it's just that nowadays it's easier to to shine light on it maybe and then plus there's this a movement going on uh and, and it, it, people aren't fucking around anymore. You know? Have you ever seen anything like that a show, Mike? Have you ever seen people not like not just in terms of like sexual come on, but have you ever seen someone like backstage being just like so inappropriate with just any kind of like their attitude or anything where you're just like, come on, like what are you doing? You don't have to mention names, but uh, well, <sighs> I saw one thing at a show one time that was kind of disturbing. Um, it had to do with like a guy and, and, a, and a female. But I, it, it seemed like it was cool between them, and, but I was off to the side, and plus, like this lady had like their daughter there, and it just kind of was weird to me. I was like, "This is weird," but it looks like they're they're fine doing it, and I, you know, it's it just, yeah, man, that that was a weird time. But I'm not gonna say who it was or anything like that. It was just you didn't even tell us what it was. <laughs> The guy and the girl were just acting kind of weird, like it just a little too sexualized okay. towards each other. And this is in the locker room? This is in the back, yeah. And this lady had like her kid there that was probably like, I'm guessing around five. Mm. And it was just real like weird to witness this. And then, I don't know, man, it was weird. But I, like I said, it looked like it was fine on both parties. So it's like, I'm not going to say anything because it looks like they are okay with this. But, um, I mean, yeah, you see shitty attitudes. Um, you see people blow up, but which is fine, man. Everybody blows up, right? Like maybe oh, after yeah. a match God, or something like that, that. A million times. And that's when I, you know, actually, I, I just recently at a show, I saw one of the, uh, one of the, one of the, uh, wrestlers, you know, blowing up in the back, uh, in front of other guys. Right. And I was like, well, he's making a mistake right now, but he's young. He's a young wrestler. And then a few minutes later, I, I, I caught him off to the side and I was like, you can't be acting like this. You know, you can't be acting like this. Uh, I understand you guys went and just had a bad match, right? Something obviously happened during the match The you know, the guy was upset. It didn't go as well as he thought it would. But I was like, are you hurt? If you haven't, if you were booked next weekend, could you work next weekend? You know, and he's just like, yeah, I'm fine. And it's like, well, then 
Chill the fuck out, man. You had a bad match. You got you're going to go through it. You're probably going to get booked here again. Like, you know, hopefully without, like, without, without like the what attitude. you said, like the professionalism of a job. Like if you were at a regular shoot job, would you get upset if the job didn't go right and a coworker did something wrong? Would you yell at them in front of everybody else? Probably not. Like, and that would affect your employment status. Adam's just seen like, me pissed off after matches before, but never, I don't think I've you never, you've never blown up at anyone. No. Like in the locker room, I've seen no. you get mad on the car ride back, yeah. but I've never seen you blow up at the person yeah. in the match. Even though I can tell when you're mad, but I mean, we've you don't st- act unprofessional. Even we've had stinkers. We get in the back and we're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, I've gotten upset in the back too, but uh, I don't think I've ever blown up on anybody. I I, I learned uh, a little while ago uh, to just take five minutes, yeah, and just cool down a little bit. I'm trying to think, even if I've been potatoed or something, like, I don't think I've ever come to the back. I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to think of a time where that happened. Maybe. Mm. Um. <laughs> no, I mean, even we talked about the one where I, where the kid knocked himself out. Yeah. <laughs> and I just said, oh, fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> like, yeah, that, even that, then, like, even when I went to the back, I was like, look, like, whatever, dude, like, I'm trying to save you here. <laughs> like, I'm trying to help the, your career. But that's like, on him. if you're not going to listen to me, you're not going to listen to me. So yeah. I'm going to get dressed and go home. Do you think that has anything to do specifically with YouTube because you run a business and you have worked in corporate environment? Do you think that has a lot to do with why you guys don't get like that in locker rooms because you kind of already know how it is to act professional? Um, I think it's maybe just a age thing also. I'm a little yeah. bit older. Um, the, uh, you know, like, uh, not exactly, I haven't, it's not like I haven't been upset after a match, right? It's just that how you act in the back after that or while you're upset, that's, that's what people are going to remember. Um, you know, and I've just kind of always like remembered that take a, take a few minutes just to go chill out and then uh, and then come back and talk to the person or, you know, you start to realize like, hey, man, it's not that big of a fucking deal. Yeah. It, and by the way, that's part of, you know, one of the reasons it's so important to learn how to do shit on the fly and not just do everything, you know, called in the back is yeah. because, oh, that's fucked up. This fucked up. OK, instead of going into the next spot, <laughs> yeah. let's just take a chill pill yeah. for a minute here and reassess. And what went wrong and why did that go wrong? OK, well, we're not going to, you know. You're in a rear chin lock now. Okay, we're not going to do the next spot. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to do the one after that. Uh, I'm just going to hold this, and you're going to elbow me in the gut and pick me up and then shoot <laughs> me off, <laughs> duck a line. And, and O'Connor finish. Yeah, yeah, okay? <laughs> this is what we're doing. No, that that did not work. You know, there's there's a way out. <laughs> do you um, do you remember, like, any, like, specific time where you were upset and, like, why? Um, From a match? Yeah, just, like, uh, oh, like, yeah. like shit went fucking... We Haywire. did that stupid. We did. I did that match in um, Arizona where they wanted to use a uh, a remote control oh and like God. pause the match and shit. And I was like, "This is the dumbest idea <laughs> that I've ever fucking heard." So like, no, 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 it's cool. It'll be cool. And I'm like, "This is so fucking." No, it's stupid. cool. We saw it in PWG. It'll yeah, work yeah. Too. I think that, yeah. We saw PWG. It's like, and I was like, "This is so fucking dumb." And like after the match, like it didn't get over. The crowd fucking hated it. <laughs> and uh, like I remember, like I got the the remote <laughs> like at some point during this thing. And I'm like, I'm not giving this up because I'm not doing the stupid shit that you guys are doing. In the room. <laughs> and uh, it was so dumb. We got to the back and they thought it was the coolest shit in the world. And I was furious. But I like, you know, again, I didn't fucking I didn't slam or throw it. I'm like, that was fucking dumb. Like, yeah, it was cool, right? Like, no, I thought it was pretty shitty. But OK, um, you know, other times where I've gotten pissed where a guy's got hurt. I told you the guy, 
you know, in Arizona, he did a moonsault, I think it was a moonsault to the outside and missed me and my tag partner and broke his fucking elbow yeah, the, the yeah. wrong way. That pissed me off. Me telling him not to do it beforehand didn't seem to matter. Um, you know, the guy who hurt, uh, I think most of the times I get pissed off is when people hurt themselves for doing stupid shit that we're in the back saying, that's probably a bad idea. <laughs> and then they do it anyway. Um, otherwise, like, you know, just overcomplicating shit infuriates me. It it, yeah. it 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 takes a lot for me to like lose my cool, but I think if any if you actually know me, um, actually let me phrase it this way, I would imagine going over a match with someone that you've never met is a lot like a blind date, and mm-hmm. having someone who's like into themselves and not into their date is what it's like to try to call a match to me <laughs> like where you're like overcomplicating shit mm-hmm. you're just like into your idea and you're going yeah like this is so sick like yeah i'll do this and i'll fucking backflip out and i'll duck this and go to the outside and then i'll hit you with the drop toe hold <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> but like all this stuff and then not seeing the look on the person you're working with's face like okay you lost i lost interest five spots ago like this is not gonna work this is bad let's slow it down like let's switch it up um I think once it, once it turns to I think for me it more or less turns to apathy. I'm like okay, <laughs> I see who I'm working with. I yeah. see what you're trying to do. Like okay, can we? Do, how about we do this move instead? Really, you don't want to take that move? I don't know you. Yeah, I don't know you. <laughs> and that and then you know, one of the things that pisses me off is someone calling a sp- calling their spots and then not hitting them and being like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. I mean, that's one that'll piss me off. There's been so many times where someone's like, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and they go in there and they don't know how to do it. Yep. Or they're like, oh, you get in the back. like, oh, I, yeah, I, you know, I have never tried that before. Like, what the fuck? Why would you call that? <laughs> Why would you call that? Or they call stuff that looks like shit, and you're like, okay, man, like, this is your career. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. ultimately, you're damaging your own brand. Um, but, like, losing my shit on someone, I don't think I've ever... I don't think I've ever, you know, been mad at someone to where I was yelling at them or no. Yeah. I remember uh, one time I got really heated. This is must, this must have only been like maybe two years into the business or something like that. Uh, remember that, that promotion I told you about the fans stand United yeah. or fans United wrestling or whatever yeah. right up the street from me. They were having their final show at this little bar. Like this bar was very little, very hole in the wall. They barely could fit the ring in there. And uh, this is their final show. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll do it, you know. So I'm involved in a six man. And in this six man, uh, I can't remember exactly who's in it, but uh, Dark Usagi, uh, a.k.a. Rennie, who I trained with, mm-hmm. uh, who I love, by the way. He's a great guy. He uh, he was on the opposing team that I was on. And he goes, uh, he wants to get this one spot in where one of the wrestlers does a dive off the bar. Um, for some reason, he thought it'd be really cool. And I, I remember even saying, like, I don't think we should do it. But and Randy's like, I, re- I really want to get this in. And I'm like, all right, you know, fine, we'll do it. So we get in there. We start working. We're probably th- four minutes into this match. And uh, <laughs> we go out to the outside, everybody. And we're setting up for this dude to 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 do a dive off the bar. Right. Guess what happened in the, in between that time? There's so many things I could guess. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most simple one? Someone decides to do a different spot or something? No. He slips off the bar? No. Uh, the referee counts to 10. That's awesome. <laughs> That's perfect. 
That's yes. phenomenal. So good on the ref. Referee Steve, a good guy. Remember Steve from yeah. SoCal Pro? He's one of the best. He counts to ten, and then he rings the bell. the The match is over. Smart, smart. And I'm just because, rightfully so, it took so long to set this spot up. Rightfully so, he he did the right thing. And uh, well, I'm thinking, okay, match is over. You know, the bell has rung. All of a sudden, I'm. I'm in the ring taking everybody's finisher sick. from the opposing team. So sick. Rennie grabbed me and like throws me in the ring and is like, next thing you know, I'm just taking spears. I'm taking all these finishers and I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? The match is over. And I finally, I just pa- I powder out. I, I, remember, I forgot somebody tried to grab me to like give me something. And I just, I literally, I think I just pushed him away and I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. What, why are you guys giving me this right now? And I go to the back, and I was heated. And I was heated. And uh, he, um, and I can't remember, like, I, I, I took a few, even back then I was kind of wise enough. I took a few minutes, and I think I might have just, like, told, like, Rennie or something like that. Like, why the fuck, why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> like, put me in there. And Rennie was like, I'm just, I was just trying to save it. I'm sorry. And I'm like, ah, that's fine. I, I love Rennie, so. I have no, uh, you know, no ill will towards that. But I remember just thinking, like, why am I taking everybody's finisher? Why, why me? Why me? Well, that's awesome. I'm gonna say two things. Remind me. So remind me of injuries if I don't get to it. Injuries, faking an injury specifically. Um. So that reminds me of the match that you had with uh, the lucha match where you were saying this is where I, where you basically say fuck it, right? You had the lucha match and they all started using chairs or some shit. Oh, and, yeah, be, yeah, and you're yeah, like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm out. I quit. I'm like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not getting hit like, by But that. that's like the kind of anger that I'll get is like, I'll be like, okay, I'm, where it's like apathetic at that point. Okay, I'm done. Like, this is yeah. stupid now. I'm, I'm leaving. Have fun, you know. Oh, did I tell you about my other experience with that? No. So we wrestled there one time. Where? At the Lucha Place. Which Lucha Place? Up in Escondido? No. We're talking about Baja Stars. Baja. Oh, that was, yeah. that was Baja. That was, that was not the same place. Yeah, we wrestled at Baja. Yeah, Baja Stars. Yeah, okay. So this, what I'm bringing up is about, it's, it's Baja stars. So, uh, God, man, here's another one where I just got fucked on. Um, I get booked at Baja stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm in, I'm in another six, six man. Yeah, of course. So we're in the back and it's is a, it a tag. It's a two out of three falls. Oh, nice. it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's a, it's a trios match. And uh, we go in the back, and I learned all this crazy stuff about Lucha, about how there's a captain. If you pin him, you win the whole thing, and all this. Uh, it's craziness. Fuck, I never knew that. So um, I'm like, okay, guys, we're first up on the card. Uh, <laughs> let's let, keep it easy. Let's let's take it easy, man. First finish, finish is a sunset. <laughs> um, within one minute, within one minute, uh, two of the guys, that the legal men, are in the crowd brawling. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Like, I told everybody, keep it in the ring. Keep it in the fucking ring. Let's just, you know, that, that, and of course, the, the motherfuckers can't listen. And the first thing they do, this is how you know somebody can't work. When they go, we, let's just go out to the outside and, 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 and fight in the crowd. And it's like, you're going to fight in the crowd? Why can't you just fight in the ring? <laughs> you know? It, this means nothing what you're doing right now. You're, right. you're just out in the crowd because you guys don't know how to work. Uh, if this was like a grudge match or a street ma- a street fight <laughs> or some kind of hardcore match right. where you guys had a rivalry, then it would be really interesting. Right. But instead, you guys are just two assholes 
fucking up chairs, making people get up, spilling drinks, oh, all know. that kind of stuff. God, I hate that. So I'm watching this from the apron thinking like, oh, this is what I got myself into. All of a sudden, the two guys across the way come running at me and they, 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 they bit me and they come out and get me and they, they put me in the ring. Next thing you know, I'm taking a whole bunch of moves. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me, man. It's because you look so weak. <sighs> That's the thing, man. Like, I'm too nice of a guy. You're the too nice Dudley of a guy. this tag team. I'm too nice of a guy. So I take all these stupid moves. Uh, eventually, I get tired of it, and I started fighting back. And uh, we just finished up the match real quick. I just took two false fin- or two finishes back to back, whatever. So anyways, I, uh, I powder out the ring because mm-hmm. I'm already heated. And uh, I start walking towards the the entrance ramp, and I I can hear stuff still going on behind me, and I'm looking and I go, do I be the good coworker and I go join in on this? Because mm-hmm. now I, all these guys are just fighting, and I turn around and I look, and that's when I I see the first chair shot. Sweet. And I just go, nope, mount. And I walk back through that entrance, and I was like, ah, uh, okay, well. See what happens? <laughs> Everybody comes back. They're all yelling at each other. You fucked up. No, you fucked up. No, you fucked up. I grab everybody. I go, go, go outside. Because we're in a little, uh, what is that, boys and girls club. Right. And I we're in the little, like, you know, room. And I go, everybody get out here right now. And I'm like, you all fucked up. <laughs> you know, like, this that's ridiculous what just happened out right. there right now. And uh, Match like one. I said, I, what's up? Match one. Match one. And I like I said, I, Match didn't, uno. I didn't blow up. I was just like, you guys are all fucked. Like, what the fuck happened out there? Papa Bear. They they were all yelling at each other. But anyways, yeah, man. I remembered uh, injuries, right? Injuries. Okay. So what do you think about, in the future, faking a severe injury just to get out of it? So, like, like, for for example, this shit happens, right? I've seen it happen. And then you football player it, non-contact injury, go down, oh, my knee, fuck. No, 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 get the rep. Oh, dude, my knee, I think I tore my ACL. And then just get up and be like, I can't do it. And then have them help you to the bag and be like, I'm done, I'm out. I saw saw that happen. You saw it happen? I saw it happen. Where was that? Uh, FCW. Okay. I'm not going to say who it was. Okay. But it was awesome. Was it awesome? Because, I mean, we're talking like a minute or two into a match a pretty big match too I'll tell you off air who it was okay but it was a pretty big match and the guy I forgot what he did but he he faked a knee injury was it because everything was going to shit or no it seemed to be going fine okay I just don't I think there was stuff later in the match Uh that he did not want to do (laughs) and that probably he couldn't get out of doing (laughs) until he got into the ring and said I'm gonna get out of this (laughs) um but anyways, yeah, he, the gentleman faked a, a knee injury and uh, did the worked it really well. Right. Did a great job in the back. <laughs> Ends up uh, leaving the venue with pay in hand or no, I believe so. OK. And uh, somebody else told me, oh, yeah, he's uh, he's at somebody's house. He's fine. <laughs> and I was like, that is such a gangster move. I think move. I know who this is. Such a gangster move, dude. Oh, and I was like, well, I'm going to learn that. I'm I, I'm going to remember this because one day you're going to be in a match that you're just like, I'm not doing any of this right. shit, you know? So that was a gangster move. So, so would you, would you make that part of your go-to? Like, 
we, you know, we were just talking. There's a couple of shows in Arizona. We get booked to go out there. We we make the six hour drive. We get we get the nice payday. You guys are tagging, and it's a well, it's a triple threat tag match. You got two other tag teams in there. They want to do this, this, and that. After the first couple spots go, you know, awry, <laughs> and clearly, you know, they're calling their shit. They're a little dangerous with it at that point. Are you just like, oh man, my my knee. I can't do it. it. Dev, help me to the back. We're done. Would you have a problem doing that? Uh, me, yes, but I would love for you to do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be, and I'll be in on it. Um, can we make that? Can we make like we'll just say it on the air now? So now, if you ever see it, like if it's if it's a non-contact injury, <laughs> this is a plan that the Hogs have in place. If you know about it, it's fine. This is part of our gimmick now. You're paying for this, so if you go that we if this happens in a match. <laughs> And you're like, what the fuck, dude? You're fine. I'm like, okay, well, I told you this ahead of time on episode 40 of the Hogscast. I, I do this now. This is the part of my career where I fake injuries to get out of shit I don't want to do. You know, I, I don't, I would never want to do that thinking that like going into a match. Right. But if I was, let's say I was in a match, right? right. Like we're in the match and I can just see this person is doing stuff that is well beyond their ability. Oh, we've watched some clips yes. lately where we're like, that's yes. not safe. That's not safe. And all of a sudden, like I know there's bigger stuff coming up and <laughs> this guy can't, can't do the, the smaller stuff. Right. It's all about self-preservation right. at that moment. Right. Uh, and yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, man. That's the thing. Like a lot of people understand, like you have to protect yourself, right? You have to protect yourself in the ring. And, if you're working with somebody and you can like maybe they stiff you a few too many times and right. you go, okay, well I can potato him and maybe that doesn't work. And all of a sudden, like there's another move where it's unsafe and you just, you're, you're getting beat up, man. Cause right. I've been in some matches before where you're like, Oh fuck, motherfuckers snug, mm-hmm. you know, or like, Oh fuck. Like that, that kind of hurt. Sorry about that. Um, I don't know, man. It, it, it might be about self-preservation at one point, you know, like, especially if like, Hey man, I got I got a, a booking next weekend. I got a booking a week after that. Like some big money. I got some, you know, like yeah. I can't risk it because this one guy that I got booked against that that said, and I, I don't know this person. They said they could do all this stuff. Right. But yet from what I'm seeing right now, they're not gonna be able to do it. So if you're listening to the Hogs cast right now, which you are, obviously, we're gonna it'll be the worker leg. <laughs> it'll be the left leg, the left <laughs> knee. Um, if you see it go down and you go, you, you know, that'll be the Iggy for you guys. Actually, I was going to say for you, for you and I, you're like, I'm fine with you doing it. What's the Iggy? Like when we like in the back, do we do it in the back when we realize this shit is going to suck? And then all of a sudden you look, cause there's been times where you look at me and you're like, dude, no, like you can hear the person who's talking to you. could hear the person through their look. You're like, no, this isn't happening. Dev, here's the Iggy. Uh, if during a match I go, Dev, are you hurt? <laughs> Yeah, I am. God damn it, I am. I'm always hurt. That'll be the. Uh, that'll be the. Yeah. Uh, the uh, or you just tell the ref. I think Dev's hurt. I think Dev's hurt. <laughs> man. You just kick my fucking leg. Out Seriously, I think Dev's hurt. And that's why I kicked your leg out from under your leg, Dev. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Wait, I have one more. Okay. Can ahead. you hold that thought? Because yeah, I won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Also, having to do with being a vet. And self-preservation, but also, you know, when you're brought onto a show, you're there to do a match you're, because the the promoter is putting you there because they trust your expertise, right? Mm-hmm. Not just your ability in the ring, but they trust your your idea of a match. They trust your um, psychology, what's going to work and what won't. Moving forward, right? 
po- let's call it the post-COVID world. Let's call it the reset because we could reset ourselves too mm-hmm. in this uh, in wrestling. So for the Hogsman reset, will you ever, if you're deciding like, ah, this match is going like, I think this guy should win. And we're not really involved in like a, we're not involved in a feud or anything. Like, I'm just gonna give him the dub you right now. Call, I'm not gonna kick out. You mean call an audible? Yeah, I'm not kicking out. How, would you like? How do you feel about calling audibles that, you know, like, oh, you're supposed to win, but you're like, you know what? No, like this guy's fucking over right now. Like, I think I could make this guy. Like, if this guy gets a win here, like, oh, like I could always just come back and you know he could do the job next month. But like right now, I think he really needs this win. I don't. I don't know, man, because like. If I was like really in with the promotion, right, and I knew what the future held, like, right. oh, this is the plans for this guy, mm-hmm. uh, probably, probably, yeah, I, I would, I would call an audible if I thought like, hey, this is really the moment, mm-hmm. or like, this is just, I don't know, just some for some odd reason, and like, you had like, you know, a good enough reason to explain to the promoter who's paying you, like, hey, this is why I did this. I think this would be better. But if it was like a, a promotion that I wasn't familiar with too much and I wasn't involved with the office or anything like that, I probably wouldn't try and do that. So how about not changing the who the winner is? So keep the same winner but changing the finish because like, the finish was better. Oh, that's fine. I have no problem because I can't. Yeah, with finishes. I can't tell you how many times there's been like a good falsy, and you know every other match already has three falsies in it. And yeah. And I go, man, I just don't think we're going to beat that. No, <laughs> like, no. there's been so many times where I'm like, I don't think we're going to get better. Like, continuing the match right now, I don't think it's going to get better than this. I was uh, I was involved in a match where the guy I was working with got hurt during the match, and we had to, we had to call it early. Yeah, because right? we were shooting on him. So we uh, were sitting there, and I had him in a hold, and the ref knew what was going on. And uh, I go, you got to tell me right now, like, where we're at. Like, do you want to go home? I have no problem going home right now. And he was like, yeah, let's go home. And I was like, roll me up. Boom. One, two, three. Nice. And uh, later on, the promoter was like, oh, man, you should have just won. Like, because this guy had a belt. Oh. And he was like, you should have just won the match. And I was like, I I wasn't really caring about that. Like, at that moment, all you're thinking about is safety. Right. Right. You just want the person to be healthy. You know, you want him to leave the ring as, you know, healthy as possible. Even though he was already hurt. And it's like, man, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the guy's fucking safety. I don't give a fuck about, like, who won, who lost, belts, all this shit. Like, you're thinking, like, I just got to get out of this as easy as possible without hurting this girl, this guy further. What, what do you think about that? Because you and I have both kind of rolled our eyes at some conversations we've overheard in the past or been privy to where, like, a guy's win-loss record is super important to them. And I see both... You know, on the one hand, it's a work, and I don't give a shit. On the other hand, I'm like, okay, you know, no one's gonna, you know, put you over more than yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, what's what's your thoughts on that? On win loss record and guys needing to get a win? Like, I have to get the fucking win. Uh, actually, this is weird. A, a promoter one time asked this on like a uh, private uh, Facebook group, whatever, some mm-hmm. shit like that, and was like, "Do you guys think wins loss w- matter?" And uh, I wrote like a thing saying, yeah, I do think they matter because uh, it helps push somebody. It mm-hmm. helps give a better reason for somebody to be, you know, in a title contention or mm-hmm. some stuff like that. Uh, plus, you know, like nobody wants to really root for the loser, right? Right. Unless it's like, and you know, like, the, I don't know, if the, but like a Spike Dudley. Right. Right. Whereas he just goes out there and does crazy shit and gets beat. But yet the crowd's behind him so much because he he sacrifices his body so much. Mm-hmm. The crowd wants to see him win, 
right? But like, if you're just a uh, like not like a Spike Dudley, but like a straight uh, you know wrestler that keeps losing, the crowd's probably not going to get behind you, right? Right. But what about if you're a heel? As far as what do you mean? If you're a heel and you keep losing, uh, for a heel, I don't really see a problem with them losing, um, unless you're trying to push them towards a title. Right. Right. Like if they want a reason for the title, they have to have some wins under their right. belts. Right. So that's what I think. And, and you know, there, there's obviously there's plenty of arguments for each way, but do you, you don't push somebody by saying, Hey, you're going to lose a whole bunch. How do you feel about tapping out? Uh, in, in a wrestling match? That's, yeah. I mean, depends. depends. There's a, that's the thing with, with wrestling. There's so many, Circumstances and situations and all that kind of stuff. Uh, are you talking about like a baby face tapping out? Anyone, I don't care. You, let's talk about you. How do you feel about tapping out? Tapping out's fine. Oh. Um, it just depends on the situ- the, the storyline, the circumstances, the situation. See, for me, I think a finish is a finish. I'm like, is that your finisher? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll tap out to that. I, th- I feel like it's more, It's uh, uh, a, a submission is more for heels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe. If you look at it in the past, a lot more heels had submissions than than faces. Yeah, Which the, is kind of strange because I think to make the baby faces tap out is, you know, more difficult to get over than a, or I mean, more difficult for a face to come to terms with than a heel. But also, if you don't release the the hold mm-hmm. when the ref wants you to, mm-hmm. you can get a lot of heat from that. Yeah, that's just what I thought of actually right now. But I mean, you had, God, the, you're you, smart. You had the million dollar dream. Yep. You had the camel clutch. What else do we have, Adam? He was both babyface and heel, but Kurt Angle did the ankle lock. Yeah, the ankle lock, but he yeah, also the, had the Olympic slam, right? Or the ankle yeah, slam. Yeah, but the ankle lock pretty much became his finisher as he got more, yeah, like, the, more advanced. The cross the face, but he was more face Well, he's a heel. heel. I understand. He's definitely a heel. I understand he's a heel everyone. now. But wasn't he more face than heel when he wrestled? Uh, yeah, I guess he was more of a face back in the day. He was more of a face. By the way, we're talking about Benoit. Yeah. Uh, you had the uh, sharpshooter for Brett, but Owen used both. it too. But Brett, I see as a—I mean, Brett's a face. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. It's—it's—it's it's, it's a. I, I had no problem with submission. Walls I mean, of submission, Jericho. Submissions are some, that's legit, as far as like, in the wrestling world or grappling world, you know. Obviously, the million dollar, the million dollar dream is is dog shit. Nobody's going <laughs> to sleep with that. Uh, who? Oh, didn't um, Brock did the Kimura for a while. That's oh, his finisher. Is that the Brock lock? Oh, he had the Brock no, lock for a little bit. I know, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. The Brock Lock was. You seen? No, the, I forgot what the it Brock was. Brock Lock. No, the Brock Lock I liked way more than Kimura. Who was it? Didn't Beefcake used to put people to sleep and then cut their hair? Was it Beefcake? He did, I mean, he used to cut their hair. I don't know. He put them to sleep. He put a gun to my head. I couldn't tell you what Brutus Beefcake's finisher was. Yeah, um, but I remember there was somebody that would do a submission, uh, like a like a like a choking submission. Put them out and then cut their hair. I mean, maybe. I can't remember. Who that might have been though. something he did like in the beginning, like when he was doing like squash matches on superstars. Maybe. What about really the know. the torture rack? How do you feel about that? Oh, I love the torture rack. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Plus, like Luger was all flexed up while he's doing. Yeah, it's Luger's a great. Huge. It's a great visual. Um, Luger's got a great story. His ba- his story. His, like, have you ever heard of his story? Oh, uh, he played for the Packers, right? Uh, no. I mean, just his wrestling story. Oh, he how went to he the did same business, business and whatnot. Huh? He went to the he went to the same trainer as Hogan, uh, Matt Suey, right? 
he was one of the first guys that was really into the money aspect of yeah. it and like like listen this is a business I'm here to make money and he had like a law- he was the, he was like the guy who yeah. introduced lawyers and yep. all that kind of yep, stuff yep yep yeah. yep I mean his, but his, I know he got like a lot of heat too because of certain things I mean you're never gonna put him on a pedestal up there with Hogan and The Rock but the motherfucker made probably you know pretty similar you know as good of money as you possibly could for the oh, time yeah. that he wrestled yeah so. I was a Luger fan I'm not gonna lie to you. I fucking hated Luger, dude. The torture rack, legit, legit. Fuck yeah, the mm. narcissist. The narcissist what? was so weak. Dude, the mirror awesome. shit, dude. He fucking hated body slam Yoko. Sick. That was. Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> um, I was gonna bring this up. Actually, we're talking about injuries in the ring. Did you hear about what happened in the ring this past weekend uh, down in Mexico? I did. Uh, a luchador. And I'm gonna need help on his name. It's Prince Prince Principe Arrow Ario Ario. Yeah. Uh, did they release exact like there was like an autopsy or anything like that? But I will look right now. But I don't. He was know. 26 years old, dude. This is crazy. Um, apparently he had a heart attack. That's what people are saying in the ring. So he he collapsed in the ring, basically. Did you guys watch the video of it? I did. Yeah. So there's a video on YouTube of it, and. It's very interesting. He, uh, he takes two chops, and after the light s- chops, they they weren't they weren't heavy. It looked no, from, they from, look they look the look of them. They, they look like lucha chops. Um, and then the the guy that had just chopped him uh, turns to hit the rope, and all you see is uh, arrow collapse. It's 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 nuts. It is absolutely nuts. And I remember, or not what I remember, I saw some guy, some people on, on social media saying like it was the chops that did it or something like that. And I, I don't know, man, it's nuts though. And I feel so bad. Like, I feel so sorry for like that dude and his family. And you know what? By the way, he was 23, Devin, not 26. 26. No matter what, 23, 26, that is too young to pass away. Ryan Kidd had him on there as is uh, twenty six, so I thought he was twenty six. Maybe he was twenty three. Hmm. Um, that but it's it's a terrible story, and, and you know, condolences to to his family. That's just a it's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, I kind of broke down a little over that this week. He's 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 too fucking young, man, and it's just <clears throat> yeah. I feel like we're seeing so many guys die lately <laughs> in wrestling for shit that. You know, small shit. It's so crazy because, you know, concussions were a big deal. Yeah. They still are a big deal. Jesus. Um, but then, you know, it wasn't until maybe five years ago that I started hearing about, like, uh, stuff from Chops, too. And, like, the heart scarring. Yeah. There's stuff you can get, you can get heart scarring. I'm yep. like, what? Yep. That's got to be fucking joke. I've never heard of heart scarring. Well, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, Lawler had a heart attack because Ziggler did, like, ten elbow drops to his chest. Really? And he almost died. Like, it happened like an... Like they had a match, and Ziggler did like I think like eight or ten elbow drops to him during the match, like in, in succession, and then like half an hour later he was on commentary and had a heart attack. He almost died. I remember that. I didn't know. I, yeah, I didn't it was remember. because he had a match earlier where he got a bunch of. That's what the doctors told him. He said it was probably the elbow drops. Damn. So it's weird. It's like that. How many times has Ziggler been in a match where he's elbow dropped a guy? But a bunch also, of times in, they were standing elbow drops, not from the top rope. Yeah, is yeah. you know the ones he does where he they're just probably the work, they're just probably worked down. to shit in in the. The doctor didn't understand. No, Lawler even said he like when he was giving them. They were not, you know, they're not hard, but they hit him in the chest. That's so wild, and stuff you don't think about. I've never thought about well, that. You know what's weird is 
you know, there's guys that like pride themselves on ha- having hard chops. Right. And it's like, that's cool, man. Like, <laughs> I'll sell your chop even if it's weak, but if it sounds really, if, it, if it's got that slap to it, I'll sell it like a motherfucker, even if it's weak, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the problem, man. Like, I, I've always kind of said this about chop. Like, when I throw a chop, I don't try and kill the person. Right. I'm trying just to get noise, right? And I try and cut my hand and do all that. But then you got some cats that are that are just bringing heavy chops, and it's like, you know, the only person that's really gonna feel this is my me, right? And I was gonna sell it regardless yeah. of if it was a heavy chop or not. So I don't understand like the 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 reasoning beside of like, hey, I need to chop somebody really hard. Do you know what I'm saying? Am I, am, I, am I making this clear? No, yeah, you are. I mean, it, it, part of it is that an indie show, it's like, okay, there's a hundred people here. People shit on wrestling as it is. You know, they think wrestling's full of shit. They all want to be in on the joke. They all want to be in on the story. You know what I mean? Like, they come to you afterwards. They talk to you about your Facebook page and shit. And, oh, I saw you did this and that. Like, that's sick. And, like, you know, I think there's still people out there that want to not put things back to where they were, you know, in the eighties or whatever, but they're just like, look, man, like what we do is still tough and it still is hard on your body. And like, look, there's marks on this person's chest. Like this is the kind of shit that we do and what mm-hmm. we go through. Um, I think that might have something to do with it other than like, I'm a hard ass, but it's crazy, man. And it sucks because you think about, how many times you've been on a road trip and someone's drinking two energy drinks before they get in the ring? That's true. Very true. And that is fucking so true. What and, you and, said. and they're warming up and then all of a sudden like, dude, and they have another energy drink while they're warming up. And then you get, you know, these chop battles or something and like, you know, your heart, Damn. I mean, apparently your heart's stopping, you know, every time you get a heavy hit. So you just fucking like that. Just you're right. You're so fucking right. What you just said. These energy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have like an energy drink, yeah. you know, I have something to, to kind of yeah. pick me up. Yeah. Fuck, that's yeah. You yeah, just, you just went deep. I know. It's like I was talking. I was talking with kid about this. You know, when I saw that this guy died, and um, I was like, dude, okay, you can't do you know crazy bumps, right? Because you got to protect your head. You can't chop now or do anything that's gonna fuck up your heart. <laughs> it's like yeah. going back to Greco-Roman here pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it's just weird. Like you know, because I, I I've worked with some guys that just they chop the shit out of you. And it's like, hey, man, if you just lighten up a little bit and just go for the sound, I'll sell it like you killed me. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> I won't you tell know? anybody. You know, how do you feel about I, I hate this. I hate this. I hate I hate when wrestlers chop fans. Oh, yeah. It bothers the shit out of me because you know why? Because they go and chop these fans. And guess what the fans don't do? Sell it. Sell it. Yeah. They stand there. Woohoo! I was so strong. And it's like, wait a minute. You just did that to me a half hour in the ring, and I acted like it crippled me. And now you just you just hit this fan who's got a bird chest, and he and he just walks it off. You know what leaves red marks on a body, but doesn't hurt like a chop? What back rig? <laughs> Fucking love doing back rigs. I don't know one. if you picked up on this, but like probably the last year, I would say eighty percent. No, last two years, eighty percent of my matches have included a back rake. I just fucking love it. Yeah, why not? It leaves the red marks. They sell it. They sell it like you sell a chop. Yeah. Same thing. There's no noise, obviously. God, dude, I just think it's the greatest move of yeah. all time. Hey, I got a question for you. You brought this up. You think like uh, about the uh, the win loss record? 
and people like think it's mad think yep. it matters have you ever like felt like somebody's starting to believe their own bullshit oh 100 percent. like and what, what what i mean by that is like somebody starts to think that they're actually like a fighter because they win pro wrestling matches or because of how they act like they're you know they're able to do these moves in a pro wrestling match that's agreed upon and yet like they think it somehow carries over and, and makes it makes them a badass uh yes yeah yeah i started noticing that too yeah you know what's funny too is because so when i when i uh worked security and I, I ran security i used to see this so it's With security guards yeah so um the, the the nightclub you know bar industry changed big time you know they a bouncer right a bouncer used to be the biggest guy in the bar right and if anything popped off they would literally pick you up bring you out the, the door and throw you and you would bounce that's where the term bouncer came I from that. i never knew that right then the industry changed they didn't want big intimidating looking guys working for them because you don't want to go in any place that looks intimidating right right so they started hiring people that were just hey now you're just a security you're nightclub security you're a professional right which is what i consider myself you know i was in whenever people oh you were a bouncer no i was nightclub security uh so i started i would work with some guys that were you know smaller dudes but because they had a team of 20 and yeah you had like your guys that were really badass but had a good head on their shoulder uh head on their shoulders but thing is if you are getting into some kind of like you know like a physical altercation and you know within five seconds you're gonna have backup to help you out right and all of a sudden you think you're like a badass it's real easy yeah and i used to be i used to tell these guys i'd be like listen if you go out around here off the clock like if you go to other bars something like that Realize you're not going to have 20 guys to back you up if, you, if, if anything happens. And you might see these people that you're dealing with in here outside of this of these walls. So don't think you're a badass. You should, you know, act like you're, you might see these people outside of these walls uh, any, at any time. And they might try and fight you. So watch how you act. And <laughs> don't start believing your own, like some bullshit that you're a tough person. It's crazy crazy because i see that in pro wrestling yeah I, I i do too i think some of it too it's like <clears throat> you know that's that's why i brought up the win-loss thing as well as it's like well you know this shit's fake right <laughs> like you know i agreed to lose to you <laughs> you know. know what i mean like like the the promoter said hey you're gonna wrestle this guy next month and you're gonna wrestle this guy next month and we're gonna do this thing that leads into those matches and i said okay that sounds good yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you didn't make more money tonight for winning i yeah. didn't make any less money for losing it's whatever man you I know what that's one thing too like when you when you get in first start getting into wrestling i'm sure you you experience this your family your friends start showing up right you know to like you know catch it oh i came here and you lost oh yeah i've heard it's that. like yeah dude that's what I agreed upon in the back. That's yep. what I was told to. That's what I got yep. paid to do. Oh, you lost. Uh, it's like, oh, I hate that. It's, I, I think it, it's just something. It's, it's a part of your career that you just have to kind of like plow through. Cause you're going to have family and friends, uh, shitting on you because you lost, uh, uh, a, a professional wrestling match. And then finally it just gets to the point where, you know, you don't have like, I, I, I don't have anybody say that to me anymore, but I, I'll tell you what I always hated. 
was hearing people like friends and family like, oh, dude, but that was the best match of the night. That was the best match of the night. And I'm like, thanks. But also, yeah, I don't think you watched the other match. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I saw the, and that uh, like I happen to know who was flown out here from Philadelphia today. <laughs> OK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I really fucking do. Yeah. But uh, let's be let's be real. It's also because you're my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, mom. <laughs> thanks, Sweetie, mom. You were the best. You had the best body. Gross. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your pecs were so big. All right. I'm going oh, to go. All right, let's uh, let's move on. We got any questions? What's going on? We got any viewer, listener questions? Viewers. We actually have two now. Let's hear it. The whole thing. No, the whole thing. All right. So the first question is from Petey S. Petey Skeeves. What up, Petey? AKA Rebel Storm. All right. His question is: Let's say you two have to create opposing Survivor Series esque teams to fight in a match. The only stipulation is that the chosen wrestlers must have never held a world title. Who would it be and why? It's so fucking easy. And do you raise the stakes and challenge to a loser blows the winner match? Wow, you could have left that last part out. Yeah, PD's got canceled. Wait. Um, okay, go ahead. So your Survivor Series teams. Yeah. They can't have won a world title. This is so easy to me. None of the, none of the members could have won a world title. Is that that's what you said, right? Yeah, and I mean it's, it's basically the conversation we had like two weeks. ago. Survivor Series like. is for the. It depends on what you want to. They do five on five now, but I think of four on four when I think okay. of Survivor Series because that's what I grew up with. So let's go over the great. Let's go over the goats, right? Oh wait, actually, what? Let's do this. You put together your team, and I'll put together mine. So we'll draft so a I team. Just, I just need four people. Yeah, but you're, we're gonna draft the team. I'll give you first pick overall. For your team, never to have won a world title. Wait, shit. Does that include like AWA and stuff, or is this? I mean, I think we're talking about like guys like we talked about a couple weeks ago that never won a All major. Right, so let's a go major WW, WWE, WWF, WCW, and like NWA. What if they had a character change, and one of the characters never won a world title? Does that still count? So Dude Love did not win a world title. So you're saying you're going to draft Dude <laughs> Love? Are you Hogan and, and Mr. America. <laughs> Mr. America. <laughs> All right, so we're, I'm gonna let you draft your pick first. I, I, I'm just gonna shoot from the hip here. No, but you you go one and then I get one. All right, you want me to say my first one? You go first. Papa Shango. You, I thought you were gonna take this seriously. What did motherfucker ever win a world title? That's your best. You fucking motherfucker was sick. I was I was fucking terrified of Papa Shango when I was a kid. Bro, I'm gonna lead my team with Roddy Piper, and you're okay. going in there with Papa Shango. Right. Do you want right. to switch your pick? No, motherfucker. Papa Shango was sick, dude. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Who am I going to go with? God, uh, I hope it's Crash Holly. It's uh, Gilbert. Okay. I hate this. My next. fucking moving team on. is a lot more entertaining. Moving than on. Team right now. Moving go. on. Go. No, go next. On. Go. Layla. Sick. Sick. But, I mean, right. you're not gonna take it serious. I'm not gonna take it serious. What the fuck do you want to take it serious for? What? What, is it? what are we gonna? Are we gonna have a fantasy battle of a survivor? I'm just naming off fucking names. Okay. Well, I thought Layla was a good pick. Okay, I'm I'm about to make my third fucking pick. I didn't tell you guys this, but I actually I actually brought my PS4 and we're gonna play out the match afterwards. <laughs> so. My team wins. <laughs> well, you didn't pick your fourth person. Uh, so I'm in I'm in on this team, right? No, you're not in on it. You're not. You never. So I got um, uh, I need to pick two more people. One more. Okay, we'll go. Uh, well, I don't, pick two more then. Pick them. Yeah, more. see, uh, dude, did Val, Val Venus. Val Venus was sick. I got a sweet fucking team going on right now. All right, now. Zach Gowan. Sick, sick. Um, well, now you're on five. No, I, that was Papa Shango, Gilbert, and Val Venus. 
Count you that. started, and then I went. How would I? I'm, I already have four. Does he have fucking four? You have. I don't think you have four. Do you, have? you have Piper. <laughs> I'm gonna take God from from yeah, the, who does from he have? the match. Yeah, Piper. Who else did he say? Layla. 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 But she would have no. You can't pick Layla. She was the women's world champion at yeah, one point. Was well. she? Yep. Yep. Well, goddamn. So you have to pick someone else. Prouder. Um. Oh, I'll pick Owen too because he never won the uh, heavyweight title. See, that's like a legitimate pick. My team is legit as fuck. I don't know okay. what you're talking about. All right. Papa Shango, Gilbert, Valvinus, and Owen. Who are you to doubt Dwayne Gilbert? Who the fuck are you? That's right. That's right. I'll take Gil Dandy. No, give me give me a serious give me a serious team, Dev. No, since you didn't want to so, do a serious since team. You're fucking so serious. You didn't want to do a serious team. Show me team. what a serious team is. I was doing it. Who? Rowdy? Roddy. Go. And uh let's see. Roddy, Jake the Snake, Mr. Perfect, and Scott Hall. My team wins. Yeah, I knew you were gonna do that. My team wins. Gilbert cleans house. Cleans house, that's right. Completely off topic, but I wanted to ask you guys this question. Have you guys seen the movie Peanut Butter Falcon? No. Not yet. Heard good things. You though. should see it. It's very it's it's a really good movie and Jake the Snake is in it at the end. Oh no so. shit. It's li- it's literally about the whole premise of the movie is going to a wrestling school. Yeah, I've, I I heard about it. I, people told me it's a good movie. Yeah. I just haven't. It's really on Amazon. It's to. really good. I was, Prequel to I was the surprised. wrestler, right? <laughs> it might be. Yo, I got a question. Has your has your wife seen the wrestler? Yeah. Does she like get depressed about it? Yeah. Yeah. So does mine. She hates it. She thinks like that's what's gonna happen. It is. <laughs> <laughs> You're already Mickey Rourke's age, dude. <laughs> It's such a good movie, though. Yeah, but such I would never movie. deal with cold cuts, so we're good. Uh, I've worked in the I've worked uh, in the meat department of a of a uh, grocery store before. Yeah, oh, back when I was nineteen, nineteen years old. Shout yeah. out to Stater Brothers. I thought that was like the best movie. I watched it like three times back to back to back, and then I was like, "Fuck, I can never watch this movie again." <laughs> like, uh, I was just like, "I'm done with this movie. I can't. Yeah. I can't." It was really good, and I'm done with it forever. Yeah, whenever I have it on, uh, if it just happens to be on one of the movie channels or whatever, my wife immediately is like, turn it off. She gets very upset. Not doesn't paint wrestling in a good no, way. No, it doesn't at all. It doesn't. At Why don't all. they ever do one of like The Rock? Like, hey, this is they're doing what they're doing one about Hogan with Hemsworth. Yeah, for Netflix, right? Is it just for Netflix? I think it's supposed to be for Netflix. Yeah, like that'll be a good one. Yeah, Thor. This motherfucker, Hemsworth, Chris mm-hmm. Hemsworth, right? He gets to play Thor and Hulk Hogan? Yeah. That guy must be getting laid left and right. He is. He's married. <laughs> he is. She's hot, right? She's. Uh, have you ever seen the any of the Fast and the Furious movies? Yes. Yeah. Uh, she was one of the cops in like the fifth one. The blonde. Uh, the one that hooks up with Vin Diesel. No. No? I didn't get that she's, far into Fast and Furious. Let's see. Chris. I saw Too Fast, Too Furious. And that's, that's worth white. see Tokyo Drift? No. No, I saw the original Fast and the Furious, and then I made it to Too Fast, Too Furious, and then I think I went and saw another, and I was just like, this is bullshit. Those movies are such horse shit. The first two I'll give you, those are cool. And then what, everything about that. They just announced today that they're going to make up, they're going to make 11, and then they're going to be done. They should have been done fucking 10 ago. I want to see um, like Fast and the Furious, like Virtual Drift. And they're all just on Oculus Rifts. Like, I got you, bitch. <laughs> well, the next one is going to be weird because Cena's in it and he's playing the villain. And I just wasn't he already in one of them and playing no. the villain. Uh, no, that's the that movie was supposed to be out already, but because of COVID, they moved it to next year. 
So you probably saw a trailer I where he was in it, but then that movie never got you're released. You're thinking of his match with Bray Wyatt, where he came out in the NWO gear. That was sick. That was pretty sick. I thought it was cool. I, I uh, yeah. I sent that gift to Adam recently of him doing the like NWO <laughs> shit. He's been gone since, so that was his write off from wrestling. I mean, I understand it. Yeah, man. That's all the questions we got. Where we have another. No, we have one. another one that got sent as we were recording. Uh, it kind of actually fits in well with the conversation we were just having. Uh, SoCal Gabe commented, uh, the other night I watched Devin get his chest badly discolored from Eddie Edwards' chops. Oh, wow. <laughs> that opponent aside, have the Hogsman been yeah. lit up like that by anyone else, and have they lit up anyone with their chops? We kind of already covered this, but... Which is um, weird. Um, who have I lit up? I don't know. No, have we been lit up? Oh, we well, yeah, said. I, I think I've lit up, maybe some friends. Like I for sure lit up my friends. Like we'll just fuck with each other in there. Um, but who else is lit me? Oh, Willie Mac. God damn. Yeah, Willie Mac fucked me ones. up. I mean, <laughs> Adam's eyes. I mean, Eddie destroyed me, and like shredded my chest. But Willie's man, I don't know. They are just so fucking heavy. <laughs> He's got some frying pans, dude. Dude, they hands. are. Yeah. They're flat as hell. And I've heard both guys talk about how much they hated getting chops from Roderick Strong. Really? Yeah. Wow. Eddie w- Willie was basically like, I didn't want to take him anymore. <laughs> Did you ever see that video of Willie giving it back to Roderick Strong? In PWG, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's that really funny because uh, Roderick's lighting him up with chops. And Willie just fires one off right back into Roddy's chest. And you see Roddy turn around and has this look on his face like, <laughs> holy fuck, that hurt. It's on YouTube. It's hilarious. I've actually heard certain guys say in interviews that Eddie's chops are stiffer or they, they hurt more than Roderick's do. And I mean, I have Devin, no idea. Devin knows. God damn. They just kept coming in that match. They just kept coming. It's funny because I like, I, I don't. I used to like it. Now that you know, it stops your heart and people are dying from it. Ship <laughs> don't like it anymore. But uh, like I used to like. I'm like, oh, it's easy. You can sell for five minutes off of one big chop. Like Willie Mac hits you with one big chop. That's five minutes of selling. I mean, we talk about like doing the. The problem is when they don't give you that five minutes to sell, <laughs> and they fire one off again two seconds later. Right, but and another one two seconds later. But when we talk about doing the. Um, uh, like the Mister Perfect selling and stuff like that's mm-hmm. something where Willie hits you with one. You do the fucking back roll up, like, you know, the rock when he would take the sun up and then you roll to the outside of the ring and you sell out there for a minute. He tries to grab you, crawl around for a minute. And it's like, I mean, you could do a lot with something like Did that. Did you guys like uh, Michael's selling in the Hogan match that he had? I thought it was hilarious. Because uh, that was a rib, I think, kind of. But yeah, also it's, it was... It's Michael's being like dickhead Michael's. That's what everybody says. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny. It was it was funny and entertaining like, to watch, but... Uh, uh, I can understand like it's not exactly cool, you know. Like he's trying to like make Hogan look like an asshole or something like that. I think it's hilarious. But I, I thought that was the point. Right? It was very athletic what he was doing. But if you were working with someone, like okay, we were talking about this earlier, like calling an audible, right? So what would you rather do? Would you rather be like, "Fuck it, I'm done," like I'll, I'll fake an injury, or are you just gonna be like, "All right, you're gonna do all this bullshit. I'm like, you can do it. I told you, don't do it. Here we go." Like, I'd be fine if, if somebody wanted to sell like Michaels during uh, that Hogan match. I'd be like, yeah, go for it, man. That's cool. 
Yeah, Michaels was in full I don't give a fuck mode in that match. I remember as Hogan was coming out, he was doing the shovel thing. Yeah. Like, he, I'm being buried because yeah. I'm losing to Hogan. I'm just like, okay. Well, yeah. what's funny is I thought I heard. This is so long ago now. I thought I heard that, like, Hogan, like, loved it. That he was like, oh, dude, he's selling like a champ for me tonight. <laughs> like, didn't realize, <laughs> like, that he was the butt of the joke. He probably did. He probably did like it. I love hearing, like, about, like, that attitude that Michaels had back in the day. You know, where, like... I don't know. It's just kind of funny. And then I remember Tommy Wilson, when I first started training, he sent like a, a video out to this uh, private group on Facebook of the SoCal Pro students. And it was uh, Michaels versus Shamrock. Mm-hmm. And something happened where, you know, how like apparently like Michaels had like kind of an attitude, like oh, yeah. even during a match, like if something went wrong, he would like, well, yell the Va- the you guy. remember the Vader thing, right? Yeah, exactly. But um, something happens. And this is, you know, obviously when Shamrock was, you know, very green as a uh, professional wrestler and you see Michaels get pissed off for a second. And then I think he like, rem- like for a second remembers like, Oh yeah, this guy's a legit shooter. <laughs> you know, like I can't do anything like to fuck with this guy. Cause he will legit fuck me up. You know, like that was like prime shamrock too, when he could. And I mean, I, I never heard of like stories of like, Sh- of uh, Shawn Michaels being like the biggest badass in a locker room. Right. So like Shammy would have made short work of him. It was just funny to watch this clip because you see Michaels get pissed and then immediately go back to being like, oh, we got to work together because because Shamrock will rip my head off. Randy's a guy that is notorious for throwing temper tantrums, right? Yeah. I like watching him. He made an angle out of one of them. When he does it in the ring, I think it's fucking hilarious. (laughs) Move! I was there at a, I think it was one night stand in San Diego and he broke his collarbone. And when the cameras went off, I watched him just throw the biggest temper tantrum I've ever seen a human throw. He's throwing fucking the announce table top thing. He's throwing that with one arm because he's got a broken collar, but he's kicking shit. He's just losing his fucking mind. But I'm like, dude, you're injured. Just get to the back. Like, <laughs> I think we've talked about this. I if I, I'm confident we've talked about it, but let's just do it again. What was like the best match that you ever saw in person that had that was like a big match feel? So not like not like an indie show where you're like, oh, Ricochet came on. Um, I think, like if you, I I think I think this is going to answer your question. Um, at EWF, uh, Scorpio Sky and Frank Kazarian were uh, a main event, and it was a fantastic match. And maybe it was because it was two really good professional wrestlers on an independent wrestling card with a lot of independent wrestlers. Maybe that's why it stood out so well. But I remember watching that from the curtain. I was, I was, you know, standing behind the curtain, peeking out. And it was a fantastic match. It was probably about four years ago, something like that. So how about on like like a WWE show or Ring of Honor or something like that? Like where you were there, uh, like you were there as a fan. Maybe it was even, maybe it was even before wrestling. Maybe it was when you were a kid or a teenager. Um, God, man. Well, I, I only went to one one wrestling show when I was uh, in high school. Great night. And it's funny because I don't remember anything that involves actual wrestling. I have, I remember all the entrances and all the shenanigans outside the ring, like during the entrance and, you know, while they're going back to the curtains. I don't know. Uh, let's see. In person, I can't can't really think too much. You know what? I went to a house show not too long ago where uh, Seth and uh, 
Baron Corbin had like a hardcore match, and it was fantastic. Really? It was fantastic. <clears throat> I'm surprised they did that on a house show. Uh, yeah. I mean, they were to tell you the truth, they were they were doing some shit, mm. but it was a it was a great match. I saw so for me it was uh, it was Taboo Tuesday in San Diego, uh-huh. and the it was like the semi main event, but it I we were I think like three rows back um, behind the commentators, and the semi main event was uh, Triple H versus Ric Flair in a steel cage for the Intercontinental Title. That one's already like an amazing. Oh, match. dude, it was so fucking good. This is after Triple H was coming back from injury, so he was like a little fat, mm-hmm. and he had like I think he had like the. Um, what are those called? They come down to your knees. Oh, like like the bikers. Yeah, he had like the compression bike. Didn't he not? He was just fat. Okay, so this is after the fat, after the compression bikers, but he was just fat. Still yoked. But they, I think they were both fucking bleeding all over the place, and it just it felt very old school and very cool. I'm like, God damn, dude! And Flair was going. It was such a good match. You got to watch it on the network if you haven't seen it. Taboo Tuesday. Taboo Tuesday. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Adam was there. I, I found out later that him and uh, Ellis and I think a couple other people were like, same thing. We were only a few. We were back. like through. We were like next to the entranceway. Oh, okay. So Kane's pyro was super fun when he came out. Oh, nice. Scary. We were like three rows back from. You had to bring extra underpants. It was like the closest Kane's seats there. I've ever sat in really? at any event ever. Yeah, man. Awesome. What else we got? Anything else to talk about? Or That's it. Just the show. We got to plug the show. Level up. Showcase. Uh, yeah. October 30th. Um, be there or be square. Backlot boogie. Check it out. Go to Facebook. Check it out. Also, October thirty first, Canna Pro Wrestling. Go check that out. Also, uh, I'm sure you can find the details on Facebook. Canna Pro Wrestling. Yeah, they have an Instagram too. They have all that stuff. Their um, uh, their graphic design stuff for the show looks awesome. Yeah, it's have really you seen good. That? It's really, really good. cool. Um, before we start heading home, I'm gonna put these uh these podcasts over. So some of our fellow pro wrestlers uh started their own podcast. One of them's named Ethan HD. This gentleman he uh works out of the Pacific Northwest. I used to work with him up at uh WCWC up in Portland. He's a hilarious dude. I really enjoyed being around him. Uh, Ethan HD. He's got a podcast called Going Home Early. Nice. So go check out. Oh, that's out. the whole premise of today's show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, but it's on Spotify, it looks like. And uh, go check him out. He is at RealEthanHD on the Twitter. So go check him out. Also, two other cats. Um, they just started a uh, podcast. They're Southern California guys. Uh, these are the Millennials. These uh, This is uh, Brendan... And Danny Divine, the Divine Brothers, and they are two of the three millennials. The other millennial is Daniel Moon. Uh, they just started a podcast called Millennium Pro Wrestling Podcast. So go check them out uh, and listen to them. They're good dudes. They're only like a handful. Of, I think they maybe have like two or three years in the business, mm-hmm. but they're good dudes, man. Go check them out. Uh, anything else, Dev? No, I just if you're a fan of um, Lucha Libre, uh, the Canna Pro show is pretty big with some of the names they've got. They've got uh, Psycho Clown, Mecha Wolf, Damian Six 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 is gonna be there. Bestia Six Six Six. I'm sorry, Bestia Six Six Six. My bad. I was thinking of the match that you had with Damian. No, Damian's there too. Damian and Bestia. And Bestia, yeah. Eli's facing Bestia, so you got Bestia, Damian, Mecha Wolf, Psycho Clown. 
Um, good show if you're if you're a lucha fan, go check it out. Excelente. That's the shows. You know when a kid gets embarrassed because their dad says something like "fuck dad." Excelente, excelente, excelente. Muy bien, el número uno. Uno. All right, we good to go. We're good. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of the Hogs and Podcast. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Dev. What should they do? They should like, subscribe, leave a review, share the episodes with your friends, tweet about us, tweet us. Also, um, don't forget, Primetime Live is still a thing. I saw some people hitting up uh, United Wrestling, let them know to book the Hogscast. Make it a big deal. Keep doing it. Keep talking to United Wrestling. Keep talking to uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Let them know that you want the uh, the Hogsman on there. Uh, actually, tell all, the, tell all the promotions. Every promoter. Tell all the promotions that you want the Hogsman I would. Get on it. I, d- I have. Get on it, Dev. I'm trying. Get on it. All right, excellent. Uh, what else we got? Fuck Andy Brown. Fuck him. Hashtag fuck Andy Brown. And I think that's about it, right? I think it is. All right. Uh, hey, Dev, if they want the tip, what do they got to take? They got to take the whole hug. Adios. Adios. <laughs>